0: I'm your host, Corrine Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Well, good morning, listeners. I'm so happy to be back. This is episode 14, and today we are talking about creating safety from your heart. And I have a guest today. Her name is Leanne Million, and she is um, she, she's someone who is very instrumental in me doing the work that I do today. So I'm really excited to have her here. She is a relationship and sexuality coach specializing in the polyamorous, consensual non-monogamous, and kink communities. Today, like I said, we're going to be talking about creating safety, and she's going to take us through her uh, acrostic, if you will, creating safety in a relationship by opening your heart. And so we're going to go through all the different letters, H-E-A-R-T, and she's going to take us through a really great um, system Of how to create safety in your relationships. So I'm really excited about this one. I hope you get a lot out of it. I want to hear your comments in the Facebook group. Let's have a discussion about this. How do you create safety in your relationships? So look at the show notes for all the links and um, how to get a hold of Leanne. When we come back, we'll go straight into the interview. So have a great day. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Well, welcome to Breaking Free Authentically and welcome Leanne. Um you are my special guest today and I'm so excited to actually get to talk with you today uh because we've known each other for a while now. In fact, you were quite instrumental in me becoming um a coach in this world because I was I was yes, because oh! I I know you probably don't even remember. It was a no. long time ago. And I was in I think a polyamory group, but I was going through some really tough times in my marriage at the time. And I was trying to figure out what to do and how to manage all these things. And then I was thinking about becoming, um, a coach and training for that. And I asked you, uh, what, how it was for you. And cause you were, oh, that's right. yeah. Yeah. I do remember that conversation. So that's how we started kind of getting to know each other a little bit. And so you kind of, you were my mentor there for a little bit on that platform in that Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. kind of how, yeah, I know. So that was like over what, two years ago, two and a half yes. years ago. Yes. So I decided to pursue like official different, you know, different qualifications and things like that. But because I've always been into, well, this world is so important to me, this Mm -hmm. world of ethical non-monogamy. And so I really have a passion for it. And, and I feel like there's a whole group of people that don't understand it at all. In fact, Mm -hmm. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, um, which I love to do, but I've been zoning out with like, you know, like murder podcasts are like who who the bleep did i marry and things like that um and and it's interesting cuz there's one i've been listening to it's like sex lies and murder and the one was just about a a swing club hitman and just oh. the way they present sexuality and and this world is so like like it has to be that because they were in this seedy place you know and i'm like ah no i want to change the the dialogue on that there mm-hmm. are cd people in all places <laughs> correct <laughs> but that <laughs> just because it's it's a sex positive open sexual place doesn't make it a bad place it doesn't mean the people that are in this world are bad people and mm-hmm. you know so it's just it's so interesting to hear how society is framing this stuff you know, in the context of like murder investigations and things like that. And I thought, this is why I do what I do. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I want to change, um, the programming that we have in our society around sexuality and around what it looks like to be authentic in your sexuality. So now that I've taken over the introduction, (laughs) How about you? (laughs) Tell us a little bit about you and why I reached out to you and what you do.
1: Sure. Okay. My name is Leanne Million. I am a relationship and sexuality coach specializing in the polyamorous and consensually non-monogamous communities, as well as the kink community. So like yourself, I, um, I had a reason to pivot out of my teaching career and I was looking for something that really aligned with me personally. And um, I have been in and out of polyamory and consensual non-monogamy for 32 years, believe it or not. Um, I've had two polyamorous marriages and two monogamous marriages. I identify as ambiamorous, bisexual, um, I'm a cis het female. Uh, well, I'm a cis. I was a cis het female, and now I identify as bisexual. That's relatively new for me. Okay. I've just kind of moved out of being hetero flexible into my bisexuality in the last few years. Even though I've had um, beautiful and wonderful encounters with women sexually for decades. Um, so I'm getting used to the terminology of my own identity. <laughs> so mm-hmm. bear with me. And, um, yeah, so i I really think that the infrastructure of our society is so embedded with mm. monogamy as the norm, yeah. with um, a weird relationship in North America with sexuality, where we we promote sexuality. We want people to be sexual. We want, uh, to sell our products using sexuality, yeah. but at the same time we condemn them, right? Yeah, we shame <laughs> them to death. <laughs> right. So it's it's a horrible place to be. It's a horrible way to live. And in yes. other cultures and in other places of the world, it's worse and it's better. You know, yeah. depending on where you're looking. And uh, what I love about a sex positive community mm. is that. You know, you can enter into that community kind of questioning and not sure and asking Mm -hmm. questions and, you know, looking for guidance and sometimes you'll get good guidance and sometimes you'll get poor guidance and that's okay. Just, you know, sort yourself out as you go. Mm -hmm. Um, And this topic that you chose for us today about Mm -hmm. creating safety Mm -hmm. is a huge component of those communities i mean in the kink community the the mantra is safe sane and consensual and the poly community and the consensual non-monogamy community use that as well for Mm -hmm. good reason yes (laughs) yes
0: safe is first
1: (laughs) yeah in that list
0: yeah yeah safety covers so many um so many areas so you can have like safety within sexuality and safety Mm -hmm. like in the like you said in the kink community there's some things that people don't understand in the kink community at all you know and they think mm-hmm. like uh, they they look at a dom they're like they're just a control freak and want to control and i'm like no 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 no. a good dom is the most empathetic uh, sensitive person aware aware and knows <laughs> what's happening in, yeah <laughs> yeah and and you should feel so safe with that person and you mm-hmm. should know that it's not them that's in control; it's you. <laughs> Correct. You Always. know, and and the safety protocols are so there because there's like people who like pain and masochists and and all that kind of stuff, and you have to have very strict sort of rules around safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't necessarily want to talk on that point, which I think we've talked about. I want to really talk about creating safety within our relationships mm-hmm. um within our partnerships um and so i've written a a piece on a thought piece on um you know what what is this like most people think that the secret to having a good relationship is communication and you hear that all the time communication communication you have to communicate you have to communicate but i beg to differ only because I knew all the communication tools and I knew the language. I knew how to phrase something and all that. But if you don't feel connected and if you don't feel safe with your partner, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you say. It's just, you're not going to be able to communicate. So I think that, you know how they say like, was it 10% communication is your words and then like 90% is is how it's received or how, you know, um, your body Body language language, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I really want to delve into is that like, what does that 90% look like? Because the words are just a small portion of this and Mm -hmm. you can't say the right words with the wrong feeling. Like if you don't feel safe in your body around your person, I'm sorry, you're not going to share your truth. You're not going to be able to, no matter Mm -hmm. how honest you want to be, if you don't feel safe being authentic with your partner, um, there's no way that you're going to be able to share that. So we could have the best of intentions, um, but if our focus is just on communication, we're going to fall short and we're not going to be able to communicate the things we really want to communicate. So right. that's my little and, setup.
1: <laughs> and in the and the, in the receiving of it as well, right? Yes. Not just the sharing, but in the Oh, receiving. exactly. So, and
0: the sharing part, yeah, the onus is on us to share. But if we don't feel safe to share. Or to receive. Right. We won't, we won't hear it. We won't let it in. Right, 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 be right, right. We are open to it. And yeah. so the person the onus is on on both people very much. So like, if you don't know how to receive someone's truth Mm -hmm. and make them feel safe in hearing that, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get their communication. You're going to wonder why they're not telling you things. (laughs) I'll tell you right now why they're not telling you (laughs) things (laughs) because they're scared and they don't feel safe. And maybe they don't feel like you're going to hurt them, but they don't feel... Like they have a right to their desires or a right to their feelings, or they've been gaslit in the past where their mm-hmm. feelings actually didn't matter. And so, why would you want to risk expressing your true feelings if you've been taught to hide those? You know, right, so we right. need to learn how to create safety to open people up and hold space for people. Exactly. And then, yeah. So so let's talk about that because I think it's so important. I know my listeners, like we can't even begin to redesign our relationships if we can't get to the bottom of things, you know, mm-hmm. if we can't create safety for each other. And creating safety is not about convincing someone of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that are like, they just don't understand what I'm trying to say. Okay, so let's look at that. Let's look at that, Leanne, because I think yeah that great, Well,
1: I mean, when we're talking about feeling unsafe, which is a great place to start, right? When we're feeling unsafe, what are we feeling? We're feeling we're feeling dismissed, unheard, shamed, belittled, criticized, judged. Mm -hmm. You know, and those, uh drive a lot of behavior. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when I'm working with clients, we always look at how how are you creating a safe space for your partner? And I hear from most of the couples that I work with, "Oh, you know, we communicate great, but we have these knockdown drag out fights." And I'm <laughs> like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, back up the bus. Like what is <laughs> happening?" You know, Um, yes, those two things can exist separately. You can communicate well, Mm -hmm. most of the time. And then, you know, 20% of the time, or even 50% of the time you don't, but what's happening there,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right? There's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. You're not feeling connected. You're not feeling safe, Mm -hmm. just like you said. And I think that's an enormously skipped over point when we're saying to people, communicate And use these communication tools. Like you said, yeah, it's it's ridiculous if we don't have those two points in place already. So I created an an acronym for creating a safe space that might be helpful. Okay. I'd love to share it with you guys. Yeah. Um, so the acronym is heart. So create a safe space by opening your heart. And the first one, For the letter H is help and or hear and ask what they need from you and then do that. So they might need both. Right. They might need the actual help and they might need you to to just listen or they might need one or the other. Right. And so make sure that you're in alignment with what is the intention of this sharing that I'm Mm -hmm. about to receive. Right. Yeah. And then the E is each of you are autonomous individuals. I love that. So remember that <laughs> you can be different and still love each other, right? Um, you can make decisions for yourself that are different than the other person might make.
0: Don't you think, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. The, um, I've listened to your podcast uh, just a couple of weeks ago And you guys talked a lot about autonomy Mm -hmm. and just the enmesh enmeshment and like Mm -hmm. not being enmeshed with your partner. And I don't think people have a clue what that actually means. Right. Because like, what does autonomous mean? I think they think, and I'll talk more about this in another podcast because we debated whether we were going to talk about independence, codependence versus Interdependence, Interdependence. Yeah. Um, and I think that this kind of falls into it because I think people think, oh, if I'm not enmeshed with someone, I'm just very independent, and mm-hmm. that's not the case. Like Mm-mm. you can still have these like these connected, beautiful relationships where you are still interdependent upon e- each mm-hmm. other for different things. Um, And still keep your own autonomy. And that's a really hard concept to wrap our heads around because we're taught that our partners are everything and our our better half or our other half even. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of being taught that we come together to whole people that are autonomous and have their own desires and own views on life and all kinds of things, we feel Mm -hmm. like we have to come together in that whole like becoming one.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, God, isn't that so prevalent and traditional minded? You know, I love there's 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 some there's some progress away from that in the world. And I really love to see that more Mm -hmm. and more people are using different vows for wedding ceremonies Mm -hmm. or having commitment ceremonies rather than wedding ceremonies, for example, Mm -hmm. Um, some of the ways that we're kind of shifting, you know, as a society around Mm -hmm. that. Unit becoming one, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and
0: I think that there's people who might grieve that they might think, Oh, I don't want any part of a different relationship style because that's so important to me. Like, it's important to become one, and I think that we can still have a sense of oneness in our relationship, and it's like we or our relationships. (laughs) Yes. Or relationships. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, But some people can't even wrap their head around that Mm -hmm. in one relationship, let alone others. So even in, in one, like we can have a oneness in the relationship, Mm -hmm. but still be autonomous people. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of times, you know, if you think of the relationship as a third party, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's its own thing, (laughs) Um, and and also I talk a lot about, um, um, being your own primary partner. And I know that's predominantly Mm -hmm. sort of a a more solo poly idea, but I think that it, it really can go to, I mean, in, in practicality, your own primary partner, as a solo poly person means that you're always your primary and you're never going to be in a hierarchical situation where you're not, you're not the primary. But I think that we should kind of adopt that mentality anyways, Mm -hmm. into every relationship, because, you know, even if you're just monogamous, you're actually, we're all polyamorous because first we have to have a relationship with ourselves, And I think that, that's what you're saying here. Each of us are autonomous individuals, mm-hmm. and we have a responsibility to ourselves to uphold the highest standard to the relationship to ourselves. And I, as a fundamentalist Christian growing up, I was a Bible school graduate. Um, you know, I was that good Christian wife, and I aspired. To be completely enmeshed with my husband mm-hmm. and I lost who I was. And, and I, that's that's yeah. the story.
1: That's the story that's repeated
0: yeah. over and over for men and women.
1: Yeah. And I really I I I'm so glad that you brought that up because, because you're right, the the primary partnerness mm-hmm. is is about prioritizing your relationship with yourself. And being in alignment with yourself, knowing mm-hmm. yourself, it's that self-awareness piece. Yeah. We can't make decisions that are authentic for us if we don't really know who we are or what exactly. we need or what we
0: want, right? Yeah. Do you find that people struggle with that piece in terms of like, where's the balance of being autonomous and being focused on yourself and then not mm-hmm. being selfish and being attentive and giving to the partnership and giving to your partner, like there is that really fine balance. And I find that for me coming out of a relationship where I had completely enmeshed myself. And, and the thing is, they didn't even want to be enmeshed with me. That's the thing is they're Mm, very independent, right? Like (laughs) dismissive avoidant type personality. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I, with that partner, was definitely more anxiously attached because I mm-hmm. didn't have my needs met, and I didn't even know what they were anymore, and I just became a very like codependent needy type person, and so their view of me is is so that I am not really independent capable on my own, but like I'm a super independent person like <laughs> I'm very. I'm a very strong person. like I don't need a lot of people i mm-hmm. I moved my whole life, right? so like i I left home. I was eighteen, mm-hmm. and I lived with another family for a year, and I wasn't like homesick and all that. Like I just have always been in a quickly adaptable person. Mm-hmm. and I think being military and growing up in that world um definitely helped. um so I have this ability to to totally be fine on Mm -hmm. my own, but I love connection. Connection is super important to me. So Mm -hmm. where's that line between losing yourself in wanting connection and then being aware of yourself and not letting go of who you are completely. It's a really tough, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I always look at it from this perspective. I look at what do I want? Mm -hmm. What do I want? This is my relationship with myself and the world. Any relationship with other people includes that. And so if I want connection, that's going to be my top priority. Therefore, I'm going to be invested Mm -hmm. in creating a safe space for my partner to communicate to me. If I want to be right, Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily the same thing. I want to prove a point. I want to be heard. Mm-hmm. I don't care what their reaction is. <laughs> they can do what they want about it. Um, mm-hmm. That's a different set of circumstances. That's not creating a safe space for them. Right. That might be advocating for my needs in maybe not the healthiest of ways, but you know, there's, there's sort of, everything's on a spectrum.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm I, very big on the spectrum idea. Cause yeah. I feel like when you're redesigning a relationship, like the ethical non-monogamy umbrella has like, you know, one night stand swinger to, you know, separate solo poly, Mm -hmm. you know, polyamory on the other side and, you know, or even like non-sexual poly, it was just romantic Mm -hmm. and asexual. Right. So like, there's so much, room for like variants in there on this spectrum. And so mm-hmm. my job is to help people figure out where they fit on that spectrum. What is it that they really want?
1: Right. As exactly. Individuals That's, as autonomous and
0: individuals. Then right. how do we come up with something that works for both of you in your partnership? You might have to, you know, sacrifice a bit of what you want in order to, find the
1: common ground. Right.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that could be looked at as like giving up your autonomy. And I think I say this a lot to people, like, I'm not the kind of woman, like I'm, I definitely, I am so thankful for feminism and and all this, this movement, Mm -hmm. but I feel like we've swung the pendulum so far over that most women are like giving a big fuck you to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Be like, no, I don't take any of that. And it's like, "Mm, yeah, okay.
1: well, independence, fierce independence like that is a trauma response. We know that. Right. And so clearly that comes from pain of the past being held back. Right. So when we're talking about autonomy, we're talking about choice. I choose this. I choose to prioritize this. Mm -hmm. me i choose this no one's making me i'm not obligated just because i'm married to you i choose to have this conversation i choose to show up in this way for our relationship
0: beautiful
1: yeah that's the difference i think yeah
0: Yeah, Shall i move on to a yes (laughs) let's do that so we've got h just review h help uh or hear and ask Mm -hmm. what they need from you and then do that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then E is each of your autonomous individuals. Was there Mm -hmm. another part to that or is that? No, that's it. Okay. So the first two are very simple. The the last three are a little bit more complicated. So a
1: stands for acceptance, sorry, attention and articulation and advocacy. So there's lots there, lots to do. But the first one is accept where your partner's at, attend to them, Mm -hmm. right? Be present, Mm -hmm. articulate what you hear them saying. And the last one is advocate for your needs. So for example, in the receiving of this information, maybe you need to take a break. Mm. Maybe it's overwhelming. Maybe you need reflection time. Maybe you're feeling the emotional reaction come up Mm -hmm. and you're sensing that you're going to say something that won't hold a safe space for them anymore, Mm -hmm. right? So take a walk for 10 minutes, (laughs) come back.
0: (laughs) Do you find that um, people tend to go straight to advocate rather than acceptance, attention, and articulate? I would say advocacy,
1: disguised... as As defensiveness (laughs) yeah no that's what
0: i was gonna say so so okay um lately i've had these conversations with my partner where they're feeling a certain way Mm -hmm. and then i feel a certain way and there's some similarities and so by me bringing (laughs) up the similarities i'm inadvertently dismissing their feelings because Mm -hmm. i'm you know like you're making it about you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and it's always in an attempt to make the, to have them understand that I also feel that way that Mm -hmm. I get that. And, and so I kind of have this little rule, which I don't always abide by, but this is the little rule is that if you bring something up, that's your chance to talk about things. It's not my chance to, Mm -hmm. um, to go into all the things that are that are hard for me, right? If I bring something up, that's my chance to bring things up. So, like, if you are never bringing things to the table, you don't get to to counter with what's how you're feeling or what's been going on for you mm-hmm. until you've acknowledged and we've come to a, a safe understanding of what it is that the person is bringing to the table. But mm-hmm. man, there's a lot of triggering that can happen in that moment, which makes us go to the defensive side, right? So mm-hmm. creating space for someone in this moment, like, yeah. well, would you say that there is a a word... I want to say curiosity is a good word. Yeah, If someone's coming to you, like they say, okay, I want to speak to you about something that's bothering me or that I'm having trouble with. Mm -hmm. Like if you could just go curiosity, 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 Yes, this is not for me to defend or whatever at this moment. I have to be curious about what they're saying, why, Mm -hmm. how it's affecting them. And then we later, we can talk about my part in that or what I was feeling in the moment or why I did what I did, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay. So I don't want to take over. Well, I knew we got more, more. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's a bit of that coming up. And then also the
1: piece about curiosity. Mm. I I hear a lot of people saying, I'm asking out of curiosity, but often what they mean is it's a trap. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious in order to condemn you.
0: Right.
1: Right. So that's not a safe space. You're not creating connection. You're not going to create trust. Your partner will learn from that, that it is not okay to share. And so we don't want that. We want to step back from curiosity to condemn and step into truthful curiosity, real authentic curiosity means I know nothing. Tell me right. Yeah. And that means we let go of our assumptions. We let go of our, our history. We let go of what we think we know about this person in this moment and let them tell us what's going on. Because if we start layering in what we think Mm -hmm. again, we're, we're not really listening. We're not really present. Yeah. They might be saying one thing and we're interpreting it another way. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I like that sort of that blank Canvas, if you if if you think like this visual of laying a blank canvas in between you
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: and they are putting on the canvas what they want you to see, Mm -hmm. and you don't get to be the artist at that point. You don't get to choose the colors, you don't get to choose the paintbrushes, even Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have to just see what's being painted. And then interpret from there and see if your interpretation matches what they're trying to paint. You know, like the artist has has an idea in mind.
1: Well, it's like, yeah, it's just like when a a kid brings at home a picture that they've created. Yeah, yeah. And you can't see what the image is really, right? Yeah. If you say, what a nice house, but they're trying to draw an elephant, Mm -hmm. they're going to feel like a failure. Like they didn't do it right. Yeah. Right? But if you say, what a great picture, tell me about it.
0: Yeah. That's curiosity.
1: That's curiosity. And it's, it's, I know nothing, you know, everything about you and what and this let's, means.
0: Let's take that same thing. So uh, analogies are really helpful for me. Yeah. So, okay. So um, out of curiosity, why did you draw the line? So, so curved if it's a house or, or whatever, <laughs> That is not being curious, that's curious to condemn, right? Because mm-hmm. you already have an idea of what that picture is. You haven't even asked what it is. Right. <laughs> Let's say they drew an elephant, but it looks like a house to you, but there's a bit of curved walls, and mm-hmm. you're like, well, Why well, out of curiosity, why did why did you choose to make it gray? And why did you choose to do this? And da da da. da, da. Um, and this path is is kind of kind of crazy tell me about it a little bit and, and there in that moment you haven't oh jeez you haven't created a safe space um mm-hmm. for authentic Expression, I guess. Yes, and yes. so for me, like the podcast, my pod, well, this podcast is called Breaking <laughs> Free Authentically. Yes. And there's a reason for that. And people wondered why I was calling it that because I'm a sex positive relationship coach, a sex positive relationship designer. And it's like, I want to normalize ethical non monogamy. And they're like, why are you calling it that? And I'm like, because authenticity is the base of everything. Like, if you can't be authentic with yourself, Mm -hmm. You can't create safety for yourself. You can't be authentic with yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you can't be authentic with yourself, how are you going to break free and, and even have a hope of communicating your authenticness to someone else? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it all starts from that. You can't get rid of shame in your life. You can't get clear on your sexuality or open up to anything Mm-hmm. until you can truly be authentic to yourself and not shame your authenticity. So to me, it's such an important part in the safety part. It, it's like everything is connected to authenticity. Mm-hmm. If you can't be authentic with your partner, there's a communication error. You don't feel safe. You don't feel connected. Therefore, you no longer can feel authentic. Often in our world, we don't feel like we fit in and so, mm-hmm. once you find your tribe of people who you can be authentic with, that's like acceptance and feeling safe. Like it's all connected. Okay, so acceptance mm-hmm. and attention. So mm-hmm. I like that you said that being attentive to
1: to them while I'm they're sharing, right? Yeah, you
0: know, it's it's one of those things
1: um, that we practice a lot, Greg and I, in mm-hmm. in our relationship because. When we first started dating as a poly couple, we were not great. And then we shut everything down for a few years to get our stuff dealt with, to go into therapy individually and to, to mm-hmm. do some growing before we opened up again.
0: Yeah. so important. And it was,
1: it was really helpful to us. We weren't seeing anybody else at the time. So it was very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we worked on our communication, worked on our communication and, and refined it, refined it, refined it. And one of the things that we noticed was we we both have a little bit of, I think, undiagnosed ADHD. So when we have an idea or something to share or an emotion that's coming up for us, yeah, we want to say it now. And it doesn't matter what the other person is doing. We want them to stop what they're doing and turn to us and give us their attention. That's not always possible. And so we've learned how in this piece to say, I want to give you my full attention. Yeah. I can do that in about 20 minutes. Okay. I will meet you at the kitchen table. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, Because
1: we don't, we don't always get it otherwise, or we get half attention or, or our partners conflicted. They want to finish the thing that they're doing. They're Mm -hmm. really invested in it. And you're, you're sharing something that's important clearly. And they want to be there for you too. And Mm -hmm. the hard, Place to be. So we want to make sure that we're giving attention, but we're also prepared when we're sharing to ask for that attention and and wait for it for an, a, an ideal time. It might not be right now. So go journal. You know, write it all down so that you don't forget what you want to share or what you want to say. And gives them the opportunity to give you the
0: attention that you deserve. Yeah. In that yeah. Moment, right. Yeah. And then you're not resenting them for being half listening when you just dumped on them. I was so guilty of that with me too, my past (laughs) relationship. I'm like, and I am ADHD. So what you guys didn't see is that I put my hand up when she's like, You (laughs) want to jump in. And I worked really hard not to jump in at that moment. But right. A lot of you will notice that I do jump in in conversations because I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah." But that's kind of that's why the ADHD people are my people because they don't get offended by that usually. But when we know, we know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, right. When we're talking about though, creating safety, like that is not the time to jump in with your thought, because if you're thinking about stuff and defenses, you're actually not paying attention. You're not Mm -hmm. listening. And you know, you're formulating thoughts Mm -hmm. before listening. So just, I'm going to say, enjoy the picture in front of you and, and, and try to see what's happening on that, on that canvas. canvas. Yeah. I don't know. To me that I need analogies. Cause I love my brain that. Analogy. It's focus great. on something it's beautiful. Okay. So then you've got articulate.
1: Yes. So articulate back to them what you think you've heard. Right. So they ask first, I guess that could be another one in here. Ask, yeah. <laughs> ask and articulate. So what is the the picture about? What is it that's, that's on your mind? And then they say what they have to share and you repeat it back to them, Mm -hmm. but not in a way that again, shames, belittles or et cetera, et cetera. We want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, or, or I think I hear this. Is that right? It sounds to me like this.
0: And at this point it has nothing to do with what how you perceive it right like it no. has nothing to do with how you felt in that same moment
1: <laughs> yeah we're just getting clear that's all we're doing right <laughs> we're we're not interpreting the picture we're asking right. about right no
0: it. interpretation yet i love yeah. that yeah we're not interpreting okay then advocates and
1: Yes, advocate for your needs in the moment, if it's too much, okay. if it's the wrong time, if you feel distracted or uh, ill at ease for some reason, maybe this is happening in public. right? Advocate for what you need in order to continue the conversation in a safe way. Mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes our own reactions are part of this conversation, very much so. we're mm-hmm. t- it's two people, two individuals, right mm-hmm. And so, as one of them, you get to say, I understand what you want to talk about. I want to talk about it too. It's important to me to hear that. It's really busy in this mall. Let's talk about it again when we get
0: home. Or... I am really triggered right now <laughs> yeah. and and my lid has flipped and now I am no longer using my frontal cortex which is rational. Now Correct. I'm going to be reactive if I don't take time to let that lid come back down. <laughs>
1: because, Beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
0: So so that's a great a great way to Okay, how are you feeling in your body in that moment and if you mm-hmm. have to advocate for like this picture is overwhelming me right now cuz it's bringing up some things mm-hmm. and I'll be fine once the reaction is gone and I can focus again on it.
1: They actually say that uh those big emotions, the big reactions only take about ninety seconds to resolve if we mm-hmm. don't start telling stories and giving meaning to them.
0: oh, I like that
1: yeah. yeah so that's that's not very long but as human beings do we tell stories and we provide meaning all the time right so yep. <laughs> it's that's why it takes a while longer than 90 seconds usually but it's good to know that physiologically you know we can get into the habit of of giving ourselves that break for maybe 5 minutes right mm-hmm. and in that 5 minutes manage to use some tools to bring it back down yeah. and then reattend to your partner Right. Always go back, and if you can, give them a timeline. That's even better. And if it's too short, like say I, I tell you I need twenty minutes, but actually I need forty, you know, that's you just say that. You
0: say, and it's not a personal attack, and it, and and that's no. the thing is like it's easy to take that personally when you're insecure about what you're sharing to begin with. Yes. If no. someone all of a sudden is like, "Okay, I need time to process," you you could easily take that as oh, I should feel shame for what I just shared because now look. Now look <laughs> what that, I've done. Yeah, yeah, but that's that. You have to take yourself out of that and not give meaning to someone else's reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's... And so to have like code words sometimes, you know, to be like, okay, like my lid is flipped right now has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. I, I've just been triggered in my body. It's something can, is coming up for me and I want to be able to give you attention but i am very busy trying not to be triggered right now so right. let's yeah. just regroup in a little bit and and just to, to i think to verbally remind each other that it's not this is this reaction's not about you necessarily oh often it's not right? at all about you right? in fact it can
1: be their own issues trauma fears insecurities yep. that are that are rattling around in their brain suddenly and all they can hear are those thoughts. They can't actually receive your information anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. Like I, <laughs> I, I tell my, I've you know, yeah. my daughter was just struggling with some stuff and with some issues at work. And I'm like her reaction to it's not something you've done. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's her projecting her fears on you. Mm-hmm. And then, you're just an easy target because you're so nice and you will stay late and you will do these things and then it becomes an expectation on their part and then when you stand up for yourself for the first time they're like what dare you you know like how rude can you be and they call you i'm like that has zero to do with you okay you just you know you have to trust what What you know that you can do, you have to trust that other people have seen things and, you know, so anyways, we'll get off on a tangent and we almost are out of time. Okay. So let's do R and T. Okay. Okay.
1: R is be reliable, responsible, and respectful. Hmm. So reliability is that consistency. So when I come to you, I know that you're going to you know, work those first few steps that we just talked about. I know I can rely on you to ask me, do I need help or do I need to just hear you? Um, I know that you recognize me as autonomous. I know that you will accept me wherever I'm at and you will give me your attention if you can and when you can and tell me about that. Right. And I trust and rely on you to articulate what you hear and then advocate for your needs. That's all empowering me to feel safe Mm -hmm. because without those things in place, it can be very wonky and scary. Mm -hmm. Um, Responsible for your own stuff, your own part in things. Mm -hmm. So if someone comes to you and says, I feel really rushed this morning and I'm concerned that we're not going to get to this event on time. And I'm feeling like I need your help in this. Right own your part. (laughs) What, what did you contribute to the lateness, if anything? And if it, if you did, you can apologize for that. You can say, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was going to take me so long to get ready. I didn't realize the kids were going to need this, that, or the other thing, whatever Mm -hmm. it was. Right. And I apologize for contributing to your feeling rushed this morning. That's my part in this. Yeah. Um, Be respectful of their feelings and opinions, even if they're different than yours. When we when we say, "I'm feeling rushed" or "I'm feeling scared that we're not going to make it on time and we're going to be publicly humiliated because we're walking into this wedding late," mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, you might not care. To you, it's not a big deal. Maybe you don't. You're not attached to the couple getting married, or you don't care about other people's judgment of you. Yeah. But your partner really does. So being respectful means don't say things like. Who cares what they think Uh because who cares what they, I care. I'm telling you I care. And you're now judging me as being silly or stupid for having those thoughts Mm -hmm. and feelings.
0: And that's not the time to deal with that healing of whether they feel like other people's judgments matter. Like that's a different issue.
1: You can't even do that. They have to do that work. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so then the last one, Shall I just go into that? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. T is for uh, transparency, building trust, mm. focus on being a team, and tune in. So transparency, being honest, and not in a way that is going to add fuel to the fire. This is not the time to offload your stuff onto <laughs> them, Right. But being honest about your feelings and and saying things like, I can see that you're feeling rushed. I feel responsible for that. And now I'm feeling a bit guilty, but I'm managing that feeling right now. I just want you to know um, I'm going to work on that, right? That's the team part so that we can be on time for these things and you won't feel so rushed in the future, right? We can do this together kind of mentality rather than you have to fix yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And tuning in is that bit at the end where it's like, we're okay. We're going to work on this, right? Like let's, let's reconnect here after this share that someone's come to you with. And it might, not feel like a big deal to you, but it might be very big to them. It might have been very hard for them to express after all these years that yeah. being late to things makes them feel shameful, right, or judged. and so, yeah, that's that
0: acronym that I came up with nice and And I would say that this is all the precursor to figuring out the solution. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is just a safe space to receive the share. That's all it is. <laughs> right.
0: And I think that we skip this part and go straight to the solution a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And safety does not equal solution. Right. It's Being very, hurt different is very important. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, to create safety, we have to tune into our heart. Mm-hmm. And I like that you use that as your acronym. Um I think this is very helpful. I love it. Um and I know that I'm going to be using this Yay. with giving you credit for sure. Um Aww. but I like it. I really like it. Um cuz I think it's it's so important to be able to create safety, right? Like and and one of the things um to ask so as the as the sharer mm-hmm. So this I I would say, do you think that this is more geared towards the listener?
1: The way I wrote it, yes. And okay. it could be, I think, swapped out for mm-hmm. the sharer. So in but- for the H is, you know, let them know if you want help or if you want them to hear you. Mm-hmm. Right. For the E, remember that your autonomous individual still stands. Mm-hmm. Right. A is still accept your partner where they're at, because they might not be in a place to receive you, right? They might not be able to give you attention right now. Mm -hmm. Articulate yourself clearly. So Mm -hmm. do the little bit of thinking beforehand. What am I feeling? Don't Mm just use blanket statements, right? Mm -hmm. And advocate for your needs. So I feel this when this happens, and this is what I need is a very clear path for articulation and really helpful when you're sharing something. Mm -hmm right? And gives your partner something then to do. Okay. This is what you need. I can provide that, or I can't provide that. And let's talk Mm -hmm. about that. And then be reliable in the same way, be responsible for your part in things. Don't Mm -hmm. blame your partner for the situation and be respectful of their opinions, even if they're different. Transparency builds trust, still stands and focus on being a team. Don't come in with you, you, you statements, Mm -hmm. talk about yourself, talk Mm -hmm. about we, Mm -hmm. I would like us to be able to do this more Mm -hmm. together, or how can we be more on time? I'm just using this as an example. Mm -hmm. Um, And then tuning in at the end is a two way street, Mm -hmm. right? you can't tune into somebody if they're not tuning back. So (laughs) you have to show up in the same way. So I
0: think it's applicable to both. Yeah. You could add that one to the T, the two-way street. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It is
1: is a two-way street.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, I love what you said about uh, not blaming because I know that The more disconnected and unsafe I felt, the more I would come into my, you know, talks Mm -hmm. with blame. Yeah. And, and that comes from a place of hurt. And so be really careful about how you're presenting things, you know, like you don't want to be blaming because you're going to shut down your partner immediately because they're not going to feel safe to listen. Yeah. They're exactly. not going to be all safe to hold space. Mm-hmm. So there has to be like some, some boundaries. Um, I have this little thing um, in the book, Designer Relationships. I don't know if you've ever seen this book. No, I this book. It's great. Oh, it's an amazing book. Um, it's called A Guide to Happy Monogamy, Positive Polyamory and Optimistic Open Relationships. <laughs> love it. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, is honesty appropriate? That's the question. And so a few things to ask yourself before you decide whether it's appropriate to speak your truth,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: ask yourself, is it true? Is this an appropriate time? Mm -hmm. Which that's part of your, you know, advocate for, Mm -hmm. for that. Is it necessary? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Is it kind? Is it helpful? And then what makes me feel the need to express it? Mm -hmm. Be curious about your own desire to share that. Like, are you trying to shame them? Are you trying to make them feel bad like you're feeling? Mm -hmm. Are you trying to blame them for something? Like, what is the purpose? And a lot of times that's where passive aggressiveness really comes in is this like, what makes me feel the need to express this? Oh, I just, you know, just want them to know.
1: Or I'm just being honest, transparent,
0: just being honest. Oh, you just like shoved a dagger
1: in my heart. And (laughs) we just being honest, let's, let's remind ourselves that this is someone that we love and we want to connect with them.
0: Yes. Before we talk to them. (laughs) Yeah. And, and the other thing is like, that's why I don't think like safety can come without connection too. like, Mm -hmm. you can't just create safe space for your partner if you don't feel connected because you're not going to trust them and that connection comes in that you know yeah. trust so so I want to do an episode definitely on specifically well, connection and how to build connection
1: sorry I'm jumping in again yeah go for it <laughs> the transparency piece particularly in uh polyamory and non uh, uh, consensual non monogamy uh is often conflated with entitlement to everything Mm -hmm. to all the information to all the details and that is not respectful of the individual relationships and the privacy that they need to build intimacy Mm -hmm. so I just Mm -hmm. want to throw that in there and transparency does build trust we do want to share the things that are important that are helpful that are uh, you know things that we think will make the relationship better um, or that are, are hard and we're struggling with them. So our partner mm-hmm. knows that we're in struggle. Sure. We mm-hmm. want to share those things, but we don't want to share them in a hurtful way. And we don't want to share them in a way that disconnects us. Unless oh, and, that's what we actually want. right? In which I mean, case It's a different conversation. Exactly. <laughs>
0: um, one of the things you said on that podcast, um, was and I've read this recently too, and, and it just reiterates this point. And I think that it's worth mentioning that secrecy and privacy are very different things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so sometimes keeping things private is seen as secrecy, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily the case. And so we have to get curious about why someone is being private you know, like especially in the case where if you're polyamorous and you have other partners, or whatever, like I'm not sharing something with you, not because I want to leave you out and not because I want to be secretive, but because I'm respecting the privacy of my other partner, that they don't want me to share this part of their life. They don't want that they want that to be between us two because that's where they feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to be able to know what things that that are respectful to share, Mm -hmm. And respecting someone else's privacy while still, you know, not falling into that trap of secrecy. And the same thing, you can manipulate and be like secretive in the name of privacy. So we have to be really aware. And I mean, if your desire is to be secret, secret, if you want secrecy and, and to not share things and not be open, then this is not the lifestyle for you. Like- don't, don't even do that because there's a lot of people that are being shitheads out there that are claiming that they're polyamorous or in open relationships when really Uh, they're just cheating. And it's, it's not, it's not a way to be a cheater. It's, there's a legit set of etiquette and rules that, Create safety and, and make this a beautiful world mm-hmm. and one that I feel so blessed to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some people that ruin it for everybody and ruin what the, of course the world is, the society is going to go to like those situations, right? Like in these podcasts, right? Well, mm-hmm. those, those heathens, you know, it's like, no, you're only seeing one side of the story. Um, and those people are coming to the forefront because the ones who are just living our lives authentically and beautifully and have amazing friendships and connections, um, we're not really in the public eye because we're not causing any disturbances. We're just happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: Happiness is often under the radar, isn't it? It is. It is. Mm. Yeah. Because we're a bit of
0: a drama society. Oh, we, yeah. We like to to find all the faults and things. So, oh, well, thank you so much for for this. I'm so thankful for this acronym. I think it's so great. Yay. Um yay! And thank you for sharing it with us your um your your special secrets. <laughs> 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 but isn't that the thing? Isn't that why we do what we do? Because we it don't is. want it to be secrets. We want people to thrive and live authentically and live their best lives and and this if you can't do this part you will never be able to get to a conversation where you can redesign your relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and the whole reason why a designer can help redesign your space is because they don't come with just a whole agenda for you. They, they ask you questions and find out what it is that you want for your space and things like that. And they build a plan around that. That's what I do as a designer, a relationship designer. That's, that's the idea is that we you know can come with that like blank canvas mm-hmm. and then we get to add to it we get to pick the colors we get to you know pick the fabrics and all these kinds of things and um create what it is that we really like but if we don't know what we want if we don't know what we desire and we don't know who we are authentically then we're never going to create what we want cuz we don't know exactly <laughs> don't know. and that's a lot of the foundational work that we
1: do Right. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so
0: much for having me today. Oh, you're so welcome. We're going to have to do this again for sure. Okay. For sure. And (laughs) uh, yeah, for sure. I love this conversation. So, Leanne, before we go, can you tell us where people can reach you? Um, I will put all these links in the show notes, um, but go ahead and tell our listeners where. Sure.
1: Thank you. My website is leannemillion.com. I am on Instagram at Leanne Million and at Polly.Thoughts, which is a cartoon kind of lighter side of Polly. Awesome. Um, yeah, I just created that uh, this year. It was just inspiration hit me and I was like, I got to do this. Nice. Um, and you can reach me at support at Leanne Million if you have any questions um, regarding how to you know, do this more or uh obviously I don't want to take business away from Kareem. So I'm just right. like I'm trying to play my my cards against no, uh, my obviously. chest here a little bit. But um and we also have a Facebook group called Empowered Poly, which you're welcome to join. We have open Mondays um twice a month uh where we discuss all kinds of topics related to consensual non-monogamy.
0: Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna say um you are a great fit. Specifically, polyamory—that um, is—that is more your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is more working with people that are more interested in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I do work with people in polyamory relationships and and things as well because I'm in all those worlds. But um, so you have empowered polyamory. Mm-hmm. My event that I host at the club. Uh, which is coming up on October 21st is called Empowered Lifestyle.
1: Nice. And so, by
0: lifestyle, you mean swinging? Okay. The lifestyle and the lifestyle, like the lifestyle, incorporates more to me. Like swingers never call ourselves swingers. No, I would never say I'm a swinger. I'm I'm a lifestyler because my lifestyle is is where I'm I'm not locked into one place. I'm in the spectrum, you know, and I. I operate. About. I, I'm polyamorous. I am also in the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and there's a way to do it all authentically. And, and it depends with who, like there's different things like with my, with my partner, um, we love to go to the clubs together and everything. And we usually always just do things together you know, and that's just, we just enjoy that novelty and that excitement and things like that. And that makes us feel connected to each other. There's all kinds of ways that you can do it. And so I want to make sure that you can create what it is that you want. So the, this event that's coming up, um, and I will put, um, links soon in the show notes to, to this event. Actually, I'll, I'll put them for this, this event. Um, so it's empowered Empowered used to be empowered newbies, but empowered lifestyle, newcomers <laughs> VIP experience. And so it's a really sort of luxe way to enjoy the club with like bottle service and, uh, you know, getting to know people and having in the private area. Um, it's like you get to know people who are just as scared as you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And you get to come to this experience and be like with a group of people that feel safe, mm-hmm. safety. Mm-hmm. And you get to realize that it's not just about sex. Like the yeah. club is like any other club, but with cool people that are empowered and feel sexy and own they're confident. Like there's just a different level of confidence. And then if you want to take it to the back where there's like, you know, on premises playrooms and stuff like that, you can do that. But that is not what the experience has to be. It totally mm-hmm. can be. But people can be in this world just for the connections and being with your tribe and also fueling your own excitement in your relationship with that energetic sexual vibe Mm -hmm. around you. That's why I go to the club. Yeah. Right. It's so much fun. You get to wear what you want. Nobody's shaming you. You get to dance (laughs) and have fun. And like, I'm not, well, I mean, they might call me a slut, but I'm an ethical slut and they know that. And it's kind of a compliment in that place. Rather than, oh my God, what a slut. Like look at her, what she, yeah, (laughs) no more slut shaming. What is that about? Yeah, no, no, no. So, um, anyways, that's an experience that that is coming up soon as well as, um, like I've mentioned my six week mentoring. Um, but Leanne is very, um, specific to polyamory. And so if you're, you know, wanting a little more information on that and, and kink. She specializes in that more than I do for sure. Yes. So thank you, Leanne for being here. And again, I'll put all your links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being my guest today and co-hosting with me. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I always enjoy our conversations, but it was really nice to do it in person. We usually do I it know. text. no Thank you. It was great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Love you. Mwah. Love you. Mwah. Take care. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.